What's up, everybody? It's time for Hotline League episode 126 in the Twitch chat. I'm hoping that they can let me know if audio is fine because I forgot to do that before the uh, start of the show. Of course, this show is brought to you by our sponsors, Alienware and DraftBuff. We'll talk more about them as the show goes on, but thank you to them for supporting the show. With me, of course, this episode is my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark Zimmerman? It's going. Um, I definitely had an update I wanted to give, but I don't remember what it is now. I don't remember. My bad. Cadian's uh, in the chat just remarking on my jawline, which I really appreciate. Um, you, what, you had no update? What's going no, on? No, I, I had one, but I don't remember what it is now. Give and, an update. Uh, what happened this week? Did you do anything interesting? Uh, something definitely happened. All right, we'll come back to you. Uh, with us, our guest is Demonte. How's it going, Demonte? I'm currently chilling, talking to my two favorite people in the entire esports scene. Oh, wow. So. Thank you. There's a lot of people that you're friends with in the esports scene, so I'm happy to know that you rank us above them. Yeah, of course, man. Who are your two least favorite people? Who would you two? What are the last two people you want to be doing this show with if we're the best two? The last two? Yeah. Uh, Enero. That's, that's and... an obvious one. <laughs> yeah, that one sounds fucking miserable. <laughs> and, uh, oh, this is a hard one. I mean, great. Anyway, welcome, welcome to Golden Guardians. That's a big deal for you. Uh, we talked a little bit about that in the interview that I did with you today for Media Day, but that will be coming out later on. So why don't you tell us what that whole experience has been like and how you ended up on Golden Guardians. Well, I mean, basically, it was it was kind of weird because going into the summer split, I was just expecting to play on Dignitas, whether it be on Academy or their LCS team. And like like Dignitas, like a lot of other teams, held tryouts during the offseason. And, I mean, obviously, from what you see now, I did not get the starting spot on the LCS team. And just how, it just so happened to, like, pan out where... GGS also wanted to try me out for their LCS team, so I got like two days of scrims there, and they went pretty well, and now I'm the starter. Yeah. Well, that's pretty exciting. One of the unique things about this, I don't know if Mark knows about this, but we talked about it in the interview earlier. You still live with Acadian. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're living with... Oh, fucking collusion! Conflict of interest! Yeah. Are you are you ready for the holy war with Golden Guardians and Dignitas? It's going to be the the lower-scaled Holy War. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hear Acadian yelling about some shit in the background. It's going to be fun. Looking forward to it. Anyway, uh, well, congratulations on the new gig. Good to have you back in, in start, starting in the LCS. A little disappointing, though, I think, for some people that you had to take another North American mid laners position yeah, dude, what to the do hell? so. Yeah, I had to headshot one of my own in order to uh, bring myself back, unfortunately. Wafflefoot just dropped 50 subs in the Twitch channel. Holy moly. We're going to be seeing a lot of spam there today. All right. Well, either way, great to have you back on, Demonte, and ha great to have you back in the LCS. You've been on the show, I think, multiple times before. Oh, have you? it's been more than once, right? I think twice. Yeah. Well, either good. Wait, it's good Good to have you back. I, I, yeah, it's tw I'm trying not to get distracted for VOD and podcast listeners, but holy moly, that was a big Twitch uh, bomb. All right. Let's get into the news. Uh, so a couple different things. Uh, 
I did an interview with Soaz, which I just put up before the stream, or I put it on the stream. It's not up on the YouTube channel yet. He says he can't say whether or not he's playing or what the Immortals lineup will look like for Summer Split. It's not been announced yet, but it sounds like there's going to be some more changes. And I continue to hear rumors of Ixmithy being on the bench. So that's an interesting thing we can talk about, Twitch chat. Have you scrimmed Immortals, DeMonte? Yes. Uh, any thoughts on that rumor? <laughs> they might just be the best team in the LCS. Oh shit, just like CLG. Yes, <laughs> true. Did you see Jack's tweet? <laughs> yeah. And then Immortals fun. fucking response? Oh no, my god. No, this is bad, right? Okay, wait, wait, what is this? If we're gonna talk about it. Alright, go look up Jack's tweet. Uh, yeah, go pull this up. It's so bad. He's like, it's a tight race between CLG and Immortals for like, last place. I forget, it's something like that. And then Immortals yes, responds Immortals. like, have fun racing to embarrassing NA at Worlds again, or some stupid shit like that. And everyone is just like, what the fuck are you saying? Good oh, luck in your race to embarrass NA at Worlds this year. Holy yeah, just, just look at all the replies. Everyone is just like, in all the replies to that, everyone's just like, what are you fucking talking about, Immortals? That's, uh... That's not a great comeback, I would say. No, it's it's probably the worst comeback I've ever heard in org tweet. And that's including FlyQuest, Snickers FlyQuest. Right, Snickers FlyQuest is pretty legendary, though. You can't hate on that. I'm not, yeah, I'm just saying, like, they, they even they have better comebacks and shit. That's, um, that's a big oof. All right, so there's that news. Um, what else? We have confirmation, I guess. So I did... So uh, today, for context, Riot did a media day with half the teams, and they also did a what they called a state of the league at the end of it with mm -hmm. Commissioner Greeley. And I just, I know that that name hasn't been used in a while, but it's still my email address, so I kind of feel like a little fucked up. Anyway. Uh, so among things, they say that they've got two new partners getting announced this week. They've got, I guess they had already talked about like the drops, the in-game drops that they're going to be doing if, when you watch. Uh, we Overwatch League now, boys. Um, and I'm trying to think of what else was interesting. He said he expects that the rest, he says he's not sure, but he expects the rest of summer will be uh, played from home. But he's hopeful that maybe by playoffs they can be played in the studio. But he's not sure. It's just kind of subject to the, the state. And that even then, there probably won't be an audience if they do that. So interesting stuff uh, there. I'm trying to think if there's any other big news this past week. I mean, we we haven't we did a show literally like five days ago on Wednesday. So Mark, am I forgetting anything? Twitch chat, am I forgetting anything? Um, Not really. There's like, uh, oh, there's the Ovly news. Um, oh, yes. That's a pretty big one. There's high getting chat restricted, right? Oh, but I got today. chat restricted. Yeah, it was, it was just a fucking stupid one. It's pretty funny though. Yeah. Uh, but they did put out like a post about toxicity and like combating it. Um, sneaky. I'm just going through the top of Reddit right now. Yeah. Uh, sneaky complained about 80 carries and fighting Cassidy. Did you see that, Demonte? You got any hot takes on? I actually didn't. I didn't watch that clip in particular. I'm not sure what he talked about. Oh, he he uh he was the same level as Kasten, like fifteen or something, and Kasten had two items and he had four. Did he die? No, he won the fight, uh, but it was close, and he was like fifteen and one, and the Kasten was like two and seven. 
but he also face checked him with probably Riftwalk stacks up and I don't know. It was, a, it was it was one of those things where it's like, I don't know, that didn't look that bad to me. You have no defense against two item casted in thirty minutes in the game. I, uh, I just get one shot. I've been yeah, trying he, he was he didn't die, he was fine. He killed him. He was close though. I've been trying to uh to decide what I want to say about the Ovily stuff. That's why I haven't tweeted anything. But I'm in the shoot your, shoot it out right now. Shoot from the hip. Uh, okay. Well, so a couple different things. In that thread, there were some people criticizing Avali's interviews, uh, like on broadcast. I think I can understand why people find those interviews boring, but I would challenge people to find any interview that they do on stage for two minutes after the game is done to be not boring. Like it doesn't matter who's doing them. I think they're all boring because they're limited to just a couple interviews and, or sorry, a couple of questions. And normally the player just like wants to leave or whatever. Um, I don't, I don't feel like that criticism is particularly fair. I feel like that's more of a broadcast thing. I mean, obviously I'm really close friends with Avali and, uh, I like worked with her at Yahoo. So I'm super biased on this, but I just like, I think that they're not using Ovily is a huge failure on the broadcast. Like there were so many great ways you can use Avali's talents on that broadcast and they just never use them for much more than doing interviews and you can see how when she works with like the publishing team and the content she's able to make how well that stuff is received and how unique it is and so it just really tells me that they did not really know how to best I don't know it just like I don't know if it's a lack of creativity or vision on how to like best employ that stuff but like I guess we'll be doing more uh, sports center style highlight stuff. I think, you know, the analyst desk does, does a great job and stuff, but I just, I feel like she was a really unique voice on that broadcast. And I think, I guess, as everyone's looking at all the fun that LEC has on, on their broadcast and the unique content that they do there, we've decided that that's not something we really want uh, on the LCS broadcast with this decision. So pretty dumb. That's why I take on the thing. Sorry. It's very, very, uh, I, you said shoot from the hip and I shot from the hip, but that's my frustration on that thing. I don't know if there's much more for you guys to say. I, I don't expect either of you to chime in too much on it, but yep. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I thought about saying something. I was like, no, this is so much better if I just let you, let you flounder. Yeah. I mean, I I get it. it's difficult for you because. You know, you work on the broadcast and all that stuff, so it's it's difficult for you to have like a um, a easy take for that. And I don't expect pro players usually to type, chime in on this type of stuff. So I'm I mean, I, I watched the video. I feel like I took it in a different way than you, though. I feel like she has a lot more freedom in what she can do now, and I feel like she's not gonna like struggle working with teams and stuff because she already did that in the past. Yeah, I think that's. I think this is a good thing for Ovali. I think it's a bad thing for the broadcast. Mm. Is my take right? Like. I have no worry for Ovali. It's just disappointing to me because I I want the LCS broadcast to be better than it is. And I think that it has stagnated and they 
have done some things, but they always feel like, you know, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful because I think Dash and Mark and a lot of you guys do really great work on that show, but I think they have struggled to find unique stuff, you know, and you see that with what, like, I think that interview that Dash did with all the players at the start of the split was great, and I'm jealous that he can do stuff like that. Um, and I told him that, but I also feel like that is, it's say it's within the same vein of that LCS has been tapping forever. And I go and look at what else LEC does where they do like music videos and stuff like that. And I feel like these are creative new ventures that their broadcast hasn't gone in before. And I wish that LCS had that same take. And I just feel like one of the few voices and creators on that broadcast that did something like that is now no longer working on it. And so I just think it's a loss for the broadcast and really disappointing that the LCS didn't figure out a way to make that continue to work. So there, I've now done two separate rants on it. Um, do you want to try a third one just in case there's anything left in the tank? I don't no, know if there's okay. a... You told me to go, so I went for it. Yeah, I said shoot from the hip. I didn't say, like, you know, spray and pray. You know, Mark, you can't... Once you open Pandora's box, you can't... <laughs> we got Demonte on the in. show. Let's talk about how Golden Guardians are going to do. How are you guys going to do? We're going to be the next C9 18-0 split right there. That's it. Anything less than that, you're going to be disappointed. I'm disappointed. You know, C9 went 17 and 1, right? Yeah, I'm the next Immortals then. Or no. What? No one's Fnatic. on it. No one's. You're the next Fnatic. Fnatic. Yeah, yeah there we go. You're the next Immortals right now, <laughs> Got I it. think. Very rough spot. All right, let's get some callers, huh? Yeah. You want to explain how the show works? Yeah, if you guys have never seen the show before, this is a live call in show, which means you can come on here and talk to DeMonte directly. I. My enter key. Oh, I'm hitting shift. That would be why it doesn't go. There we go. Spamming Discord link in the Twitch chat right now. Go ahead and join up once you can. Uh, when you get there, go into the Pleb Calls voice channel. Join that and mute yourself. Uh, you're just going to hang out there while you post your topics in the Pleb Topics text channel above it. Uh, you know, put your take. You think Golden Guardians are going to be much better now because DeMonte is the shit. Go ahead and put that in there. If we like your take, we'll pull you from that Pleb Calls to uh, channel where you're hanging out into the waiting room. You'll hang out there until we're ready to take your call. We'll do a quick mic check, make sure everything's good, and then pull you on to discuss. I, I always love asking you to do it because you've just got it down so, so well. You got the form. We should, we should swap priorities one time. I'll handle all the tech shit on, on this side, and you can you can do all that. It's definitely... And pull people. And That would be a disastrous show. All right. Anyway, let's uh let's get some callers going and while that happens demonte what did you do during your break like during your downtime did you play any games um i got my dad's dog i like basically kidnapped it it's right there okay his, his so name is earlier Enzo. today when we did the interview you said that was your dog well it's my dad's dog but it's like technically my dog because he just lives with me now now but is that up dog that's that's down dog okay gotcha yeah and then travis that, you're fucking like 30 come on wait debonte yeah, on, made bro. that joke for me no we i didn't were make that joke you. what are you saying bro we were waiting for you before the start of the broadcast he tried to you're just gaslighting me now i didn't sure. say that he you're tried. yeah but he's not 30. what so he could make the joke and i can't yep. i thought you were implying that yep. by my making the joke i was being too old. Uh, that's what i was but now that we've changed it around i have to defend demonte's honor so it's it's still your fault for being old 
Thank Jesus. you. All right. What are, can we get a caller out here? <laughs> Off mark goes. Wait. So did you play any games though? Um, I played Dead by Daylight for the first time. That's about it. That's it. No what, Path I mean, style I, or anything. I don't know. No. I play like Minecraft. Right. I'm a Minecraft player. I'm gonna play that uh, with Ovily for a like sponsor thing soon. Warden is here. Warden, where are you calling from? Downey, California. Downey. Wait, have you been on the show before? Yes. Okay. Do you have the same name? Yes. Okay, damn it. Well, I, 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 call, I give that a 50-50 because I knew that you were on from the Downey thing. But I, anyway, uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? I think after picking up DeMonte, um, GGS has a top three uh, mid-jungle in LCS. Ooh. Okay, so you're saying DeMonte... Sorry. Are you implying that the players individual in the jungle and mid roles are both top three, or are you saying that duo? I think is combined. Top three? Combined. Okay. So who would you place above them? Uh, TL and Cloud9. Okay. What what makes you so confident in that? Because we haven't seen Demonte and Closer really. So what makes you so confident in that duo? Well, I think Closer was by far the second best jungler last split. And I think DeMonte um, showed a lot the last split he played in summer. And that was with Lyra, who I think was playing his the wor like one of the worst splits he had. He was kind of a scarred one trick in, from my point of view. Um, and I think him and Closer together will be really aggressive and have like a good roam style that they can use to abuse other lanes. Well, Mark, what do you think? What? I'm just going to have to disagree right off the top. Uh, actually, so let me get this straight. Is the, the point that the two together make a top three or that each of them are top three individually and then are therefore also a top three? The two uh, together make a top three. I, mean, I can maybe buy that. Uh, I, I know this sounds like a backhanded compliment to DeMonte where I like people think I'm saying like closer carries DeMonte or something. I'm not. I'm just saying that like I think the individual mid talent pool is is uh, more stacked than the jungle one. Uh, I think there's every single mid in the LCS is actually pretty dope right now. Uh, I, I don't think there's there's really any dead weight for the most part. Um, so like I think it's harder to break in, especially with Poe being super good last split. Jazuke, you still have Bjergsen, Jensen, uh, Niski's been popping off. So like I think it's it's harder for Demonte to to get into top three by himself. But I think in terms of mid jungle two v twos, we haven't seen anyone dominant aside for Jazuke, or excuse me, Niski and um, uh, Blabber. Hey, Jazuke and Sven are close, and probably the the other ones in the top three definitively. But we didn't see much out of Broxen and Jensen. We didn't see much out of Bjergsen and Dardox. Like I totally think there's room for for the the Golden Guardians mid jungle two v two to get in there. Um, but I. Yeah, I think I think it's more about synergy and how they work together than anything. I know. Does that sound like I did you dirty, Dante? No, I mean I think it's pretty fair. I think I think I mean, I I'm, I mean I'm one to agree. I think the one thing I would disagree with with what you said is that summer split Lyra was bad. I just wanted to defend my boy Lyra. I think he was actually carrying our team pretty hard last year. But uh, I mean, yeah, I think me and closer. The, the, like like you said, only blab blab blabber and uh, Niski really. Did a lot around mid jungle, and then other than that, I think Sven Skarin and uh, Jujuke were the best, and I think we will definitely be able to be right near them if we uh, 
keep practicing well? Uh, I think I forgot to mention POE and Santorin. I think they're both really good, but I don't think they do anything insane together necessarily. Um, I think that yeah. team is like, it's like uh, POE, Ignar, and Santorin all just like play off each other really well and make sure POE is like always even or ahead. Yeah. But you don't feel like they, you know, like take over the game or like, I, you know, well, that, roam that's not really the player that POE is. POE yeah. is like, POE is like a farming player and they make sure like he plays his win condition really well, which is what makes them good. Yeah. If you had to pick, who else are the other two? Obviously, Niski Blabber, you two, uh, with closer and yourself. Who's the third one? Is it is it Jazuke Sven or? I think it's Jazuke would... and Sven for sure. Travis, I just like. Sorry. I just you... feel like when I would watch their games, a lot of them they just always go on the same screen at the same t at like the correct times, and they just do stuff together. Demonte, how good do you think you and Closer will be out the gate? Because that's my bigger problem gate? with this take is like a lot of these other uh duos have had much longer than Demonte and Closer to get real good. So it just feels strange that they would be top three out the gate. I think we have some decent natural synergy. We also played duo a lot at Worlds last year, which was a thing that happened. And we played duo over the last six months a couple times too. So it's not like we're just like two new people just playing together, but definitely I would say we have to give it a little bit of time before we're really going to be like good. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong, Mark? You took away my mod privileges? Oh, that's not all I took away. Anyway, uh, I don't know. So, do you, do you, Warden, have any any follow ups or thoughts on this? Uh, no, I think hit pretty much good points. I kind of forgot about Jizuke and Sven. I think at first they had like pretty big synergy problems, but over time it seems like they're improving it. Um, but yeah, I think I think. GGS is kind of underrated, and I feel like Demonte will fit the team better as like a more aggressive Rome style than Golden Glue did, where he was kind of just passive, trying not to lose. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could see. I don't know. I just I think I think it's going to be difficult. No offense, Demonte. It's fine, bro. Warden, any final thoughts before we uh, move on to our next caller? No, that's about it. I was about to say, have DeMonte join me in protest. Have a good one, Morton. Thank you. Okay. I'm not sure now's the time to be making protest jokes. Okay. Okay, well... <laughs> Let's move, a, on the, uh, move on to the next call. Clearly, the importance of being on camera isn't that high for this show. This is the guy who's already throwing his cats into the uh, shot instead of himself. People are going to think we're actually arguing. Um, do you want to grab the next caller? Yep. Uh, by the way, big, big shout out to Wafflefoot, who not only subbed for 10 months, but also gifted 50 subs, which is insane. Ferber2 for the 5, Jaff Jaffke58 for the uh, 10. Holy moly. Burks, the Modem81, Alluring Sensei. A ton of people gifted subs. Looks like McKaylin is here. McKaylin, where are you calling from? Uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City. What do you want to talk about on the show? Um, I think CLG is going to be a playoff team this split, and I think that keeping the roster together was a good decision. Okay, this is maybe the spiciest take of the evening. I like it's okay. So the only thing is, I feel like several teams have just decided to make their rosters worse, and so it's difficult because I, um, 
I don't know, I look at some of the stuff that's happening on these other teams and it's hard not to feel like it's going to move CLG up a little bit, but I, just to get... Oh, wait. Playoff team is top eight. Yeah. It's hard uh, well, not to be a playoff team. I meant, I technically meant top six. I Okay, so let's, I, just, I think yeah, let's adjust six. to top six. Because I okay. think they could definitely make top eight. Uh, and top six is difficult for me. Um, what? Why don't you expand? Why do you think it's going to be that way? Um, I think despite... Uh, a lot of doubts in the end of the last split. They had a couple. They had quite a few one-in-one -one weeks where Pobelter showed a lot of, uh, I don't know, potential to do great, and he showed that he could be a leader for the team. And also, I think in general the competition last split was pretty bad overall. I think it was Cloud Nine was a good team, and every other team was fighting to make the playoffs to some degree. Um, yeah, and I don't have a lot of faith in the Immortals roster and i think FlyQuest will kind of fall off this second split of this second split of the year why will FlyQuest fall, FlyQuest fall off um i don't know do you, i don't have a ton of faith particularly in uh solo as a top laner compared to the likes of someday and broken blade and um i know ruin's not a great top laner uh but like i don't know i've never seen i don't know I don't know. Do you think uh, I think will fall off because they have to go from a, being a second place team to a bottom four team. That seems like a pretty dramatic fall. Uh, yeah, but I don't know that. Like I they said, did it last I don't know year. that. You're right. I just feel like every team last year was bad. Not bad, but I was, I, I was, I, I was giving you, you, I was helping you out, dude. FlyQuest went from top four to uh, bottom, bottom what two was it? One? Were they a tenth? Forget. Um, uh. I would like to to get Demonte. Uh, have you scrimmed CLG at all? And have you seen Jack's tweet or something? Or no, it was, it was a it was a video with Reaper or something where he said like he heard a rumor that CLG was crushing scrims. Have you seen any of this? I saw the thumbnail of that video and I just thought it was a joke because Reaper <laughs> was like laughing. So I, I don't know the context of what he said that quote in, but like I'm also not trying to spoil the scrims, but I don't think CLG is going to be a top team for sure. I mean, what about really top six? Because technically, you can not be a top team and be six. I don't think they're going to get six either. You think they're going to get playoffs, top eight? I think <laughs> <laughs> you're narrowing down my options here. No, I, I don't. I don't think they will. I don't think they will be top eight. Bottom two, jeez, and that's that's in a league that has Dignitas and Immortals in it. It's going to be a tight race. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's actually I like when in these conversations it feels so bad that like eight of the ten make it into playoffs like it just it feels like and I know there are other adjustments to the format to help justify it but it just feels really weird when you get into um get into a world where it's like yeah CLG could make playoffs even if they're really bad because all you need is like a couple Dig things immortals or something yeah. yeah. How does the 8th and 7th place teams work for the playoffs? I actually don't know how the bracket would form. Did, if any of you guys know that. Mark, do you Yeah, have... there's, a, there's a graphic. It's They like they got rid of Gauntlet and like kind of combined all the, the playoffs into this kind of thing, like double elimination for some people, kind of like it was in summer or spring, mm -hmm. excuse me. Let me see if I can pull up the graphic for it. I think this is out. I don't think I saw this internally. Uh, it's on Leaguepedia. Uh, it's not like obviously there's no team names filled out there, but um, 
Here, let me put it in Twitch chat so you can just click it. Artemis described it as first and second get first round buys and double LM as far as I know. I know. It's, it's, uh, oh my god. Can I get my fucking privileges back so I can spam shit? <sighs> I don't know, are you gonna behave yourself? Oh my god, dude, what the fuck is that? What happened? <laughs> Dude, my cat fucking jumped up there. <laughs> okay, this Wikipedia page is like crashing and then reloading on my stuff, so I'm gonna. Well, I can't help it. No, no, it's fine. I'm just not. We're not gonna be able to show it. It sounds like uh, your cat is distracting stuff a lot. My cat l jumped up here into my arm, and I bo I bopped him back down. <laughs> hey, buddy, you okay? He's yeah. fine. Uh, anyways, it's it's kind of like. Two, it's a double elimination bracket, but a bunch of teams start in the bottom. The seven and eighth place teams do. There's also buys for one and two. Um, I don't know how to describe it without the, yeah, the, people the can picture go find there. It, so that's yeah, Demonte can find it. I okay, so I just I don't know, Mark, if you have a any extra I, I don't on think that. CLG it's, just, it's so difficult to make the argument that CLG is going to be a top six team when they've made like no changes I I can I will hard disagree with top six for sure top eight I'm a little bit more uh yeah, but anybody can be a top eight team well right but league. that's my point it's not that, like you're not making a good case for CLG you're making a case about the bottom of the LCS yeah okay I think now that I look at my roster my or my rankings I think it looks like Immortals 10th Dignitas 9th and then CLG is probably 7th and yeah, especially Wait, who's, with who's eighth? who's eighth? Or sorry, eighth. The, uh, I meant CLG eighth. My bad. Um, okay. But yeah, Demonte also disheartened me quite a bit <laughs> with that. I, <laughs> I don't want to discourage CLG fans because I think there's enough reason to already. <laughs> you know, like oh, I'm, a wanna... I'm a TSM fan. I'd love to see him crash and burn again. I just oh, like then po what Belter. the hell? Okay. I'm a big Poe Belter guy. You're still wanting them to <laughs> crash and burn. I feel like it's like the beating the dead horse thing. Like. Stop it's, it, they're already dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's just... There's a conflict, there's an internal conflict between uh, wanting to see the old the old guard <laughs> stand tall and wanting to see CLG die off painfully and slowly. Yeah. That's yeah. all I've got, though. Thank you, guys. No, thank you. Any shout-outs, anything you want to say as we move on to the next caller? Uh, no, thanks, Draft Buff. I hope I get first in this uh, first weekend thing that you guys have put on. Yeah, we're gonna, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but yes, uh, good luck. Yeah, peace out. Yeah. All right. Are you okay, Mark? What are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm laughing at the, the clip of my cat. Uh, just someone someone put it in Twitch chat, so I, I, I opened it up. I couldn't I could not laugh. All right. Let's I'll get the next caller. Let's move on to the next caller. Uh, some more shots, by the way. Dill Wavis. By the way, Wafflefoot, thank you again. Dill Wavis, thank you for the Prime. <laughs> Sally's are Schleppard for the 25 months, and then Merchant of Soul for a whole year. What are you laughing at, Demonte? The, the, I just watched a clip as well. It's, it's actually hilarious. The cat jumping up? Yeah. People can go back and watch it, so. My referral code for the, the draft is Travis Gafford, by the way. It's a Nightbot has been putting it in there. Jakaz56 is here. Jakaz, where are you calling from? Uh, Sacramento, California. How's it going? Good. Did I get your name right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I have a buddy named Nick Allen who lives in Sacramento, California, and uh, he says that there's been some pretty big protests there. Oh, yeah. It's been kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, what do you want to talk Hollywood about? Hollywood had 100,000 people. Yeah. On Sunday. That was crazy. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, what do you want to talk about on the show? 
Uh, I wanted to just ask Demonte a question about the academy system and how difficult it is for young talent to, you know, find their way up into the LCS and what it's like down there. All right. Go, go that. For, is that the question or do you? Yeah, yeah, that's the question. That's the okay. question. Oh, that's that's, that's the, question? the topic too. Yeah, yeah. So, so your question is, what's it like, like rising up from academy? Yeah, yeah, and like how difficult it is to, you know, go into the um, LCS. Well, I would say, like, my, my road to going to LCS was, like, really straightforward. I only played in Academy for one split before I got my, like, first chance at playing LCS, which was, like, super lucky. Yeah. I think a lot of the Academy system is kind of just, like, you just need to prove to your, like, team that you're not, like, dead weight. And then you're kind of just sitting there and waiting for an opportunity on the main team to, like, get a tryout or something. Because a, a lot of teams, especially... If you're joining like one of the middle of the pack teams, they will try different rosters out throughout the year. And you kind of just have to grind until you get an opportunity like that. And when the opportunity comes, you kind of just have to take it. So like for me, it was really easy because when I first got my chance, I feel like I kind of did pretty well with it. But for others, they've been in the system for a long time. And I think that's just like how it goes. Not everyone can really just go to Academy and then go to LCS. I think some people just peak at Academy, which is just like the sad truth. Um, so we had LS on here last week and we were talking about some of the, the coaching stuff and Academy and all this stuff. And I talked to a GM or a couple of GMs actually about like Academy and it's, they were saying that it's not necessarily well run in terms of like the scrim practice that people get. People tend to quit out more than LCS and stuff like that. Did you have an experience like that uh, when you when you were uh, playing in Academy? Was it like less structured and productive than LCS? Yeah, for sure. I think like, a lot of the Academy scrim days will end at like 4 p.m. or like I, it just it just won't be the same level as of tryhard as like the LCS scrims are, which like kind of makes sense to me, but also it shouldn't really be acceptable if like the team really wants the Academy system to or their Academy team to be good, then they should run it just as straight as their LCS team, IMO. Like I think the the best like academy team you see is C9 right now, and I feel like they practice really similar to their main team. Like all 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 of the spring split, whenever we scrimmed C9A, it was very serious. It was very like it, it was it was just it was just good it was good practice. But then sometimes when we scrimmed some of the other academy teams, it would just be like okay, I guess we're just all gonna like chill out today and have fun, and then it was not as good. Why is that? You think? I just think I mean. There's pretty there's pretty big skill disparity in some of the academy teams to the others, so I think that that is a part of it as well. But other than that, I don't really know. I'm just like I'm curious if yeah, is it like players who aren't taking it seriously? Is it coaches who can't get their shit together is it that for their academy team? On the line? Like, is there a chance? Is there a way where you guys are potentially playing and you're like, man, there's just what are we even playing for? You know, there's no point. Or I I don't know. Like, what is it? Especially since you've played in both systems. Um, I mean, it happened in both, in both, uh, both systems, like both Academy and LCS. Whenever a team feels like they're no longer able to like do anything, they just will like soften scrims and quit trying as hard. I think that's like pretty common even for LCS teams. And then I, I, don't, I don't really know how you can, or what the exact problem is though. But like it's like mm. a big combination of everything. Right. I have just one more thing to put in there is, um, do you think that, NA Academy teams and just NA in general is hungry enough. Like, um, for example, there are a lot of ex-pros in Academy. And just, do you think they have the same drive that, you know, some of the younger players might? And uh, do you think there's a lack of drive? 
I think it just you have to go on like player by player case. I think right. there's definitely a lot of players that are like ex pros in academy who just like you don't see them in solo queue ever, and then they just show up and do their like eight hours of scrims, and then that's it. I think that stuff like that shouldn't be really acceptable. I, but I think if you have an old guard player or like someone who's been around for a while in academy and they're still grinding every day, then they should be in academy because players like that will raise the skill level of the new players as well. Right. Well. It's kind of bleak. I always feel like the Academy conversations just always sound so like, it's not great, there's no plan to fix it, and... Just kind of depressing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And I mean, part of it's, you know, like, like Travis is asking too about, oh, well, is there not enough incentive? You know, like, that, maybe Riot can help, but a lot of this is on the teams, you know? I mean, the incentive is to play the LCS, and I think it's yeah. like, Academy is what you make of it. For, for me, it was great. Like, even last split, I didn't have a lot of in extreme issues with it. It was just like, we, we were all in Academy and everyone is not as good enough to play LCS. And that's why you're there. And you should use that in order to get better. But the people who just sit there and, like, victimize themselves in Academy will just never go LCS. Do you see that sometimes? Do you see people that are just like, oh, man, no team will take me. This sucks. I'm just going to do my thing. And yeah, for sure. I think there's 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 players like that. There's just, they'd rather complain about everything than work hard. And that's like a very NA mentality. Yeah. And what do you know? DeMonte doesn't have it. And he's got another another starting spot. Yeah, exactly. Go. After going to Worlds last year. What do you know? Pog. Because any final <laughs> thoughts before we move on to the next caller? No, that, that's it. That's it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Have a good one. Yeah, you too, man. On to the next caller. Thank you to Quantum uh, Monk, Gondram, LOL Globus, and uh, Wortham for the subs. I super, super appreciate it. <sighs> Looks like we got our next caller here. LOL Shenanigans 93. I appreciate the 93 at the end. Shenanigans, where are you calling from? Buffalo, New York. So I'm going to turn you up a bit. Uh, where are you calling from? Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, New York. What do you want to talk about on the show? So my take is that TSM made a huge mistake giving up on uh, Dardock too early, and that having a rookie jungler is going to be a huge mistake for them. Yeah, and this that is... jungler is a super important role, and their rookie is like a, a tough take for them. Is he, so, Mark, do you think he's still a rookie, technically? No, I'm pretty sure he's not. Um, we were talking about this uh, before, but I think it's fair... He hasn't found a rookie under like the traditional terms of it, but this is his first split coming in as a starter. Um, so I think it's totally fair semantically to call him yeah. a rookie. I I mean, this is already such a difficult discussion because we don't really have great, like, has there been any more information that has come out yet about what it was like for Dardock and TSM working together? Because it's... it's like, we did get a little bit. Um, well, I guess it, it wasn't really about... Dardock and TSM I heard, uh, together. I heard Reginald and Dardock got in a fist fight. And then Bjergsen came in, and then there was a three-way fist fight. A three-way fist fight? Yeah. Who won? Why is why is Bjergsen hitting Reggie in a three-way fist fight? Just, I mean, he, he has to be the middle ground, you know? <laughs> Do you know how fist he's both a, He's both a player and an owner, so he needs yeah. to hit both. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Makes sense. Anyway... Um, 
I don't know. I was so, going to say there, there's yeah. a little bit more info that came out just about like um, he didn't. He was saying that like he got an apology from Reggie, but not for Alina. They didn't do anything for him really after the the leak thing came out. And I'm trying to find it right now to see if there's anything else he might have said. Oh really? Did you see content. this on stream or what? I don't remember where I saw it. I saw it uh, earlier. Uh, I thought I saw it today, but I can't see it on the front page. Oh, Invent Global interview. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't read it uh, for the rest of what might have happened on TSM. I think I saw someone uh, cut a part of this out. I don't think I saw this interview actually anywhere. Oh, interesting. Well, uh, that's fascinating, um, but not really relevant to the issue at hand, right? I think Which it's. Is- it's hard to know if it's too early to, to get that what Travis was dri- driving it, um, you know, without learning more about what was going on behind the scenes or anything like that. Um, so, like, it can be hard to say it was too early because I think the Dardock that we saw at different points in the split where he was popping off really hard on set and stuff is, like, Dardock at his best. And then come playoffs, he still had some good early games, but he was making some questionable decisions in the mid to late game. Um, and it's hard to know if that is miscommunication or if that is like tilt air quote tilt, um, you know, just, or whatever. But, um, it's one of those things where you can easily say, no, look at the high points. They could easily get back there. Or you could look at the low points and be like, it wasn't going to get better. And we already saw that it wasn't good enough. Uh, and it wasn't really working out. And I'm probably a little bit more on the ladder, uh, just because I've heard behind the scenes that things weren't really working on the team. Even the TSM wasn't as public about it as some other teams have been. So I, I don't think on that front. Um, I mean, I still think he's really good. I just don't. <sighs> I mean, that was, it's that was actually okay. that was actually the other part of my take is that TSM has star power in literally every other, other role. You could literally say that their other four players are top two to three players in the role. And now they have, what, a eighth best jungler in the league? But you got to imagine, like, that alone to me is a pretty big sign that they must have had good reason for trading him because I feel like if you're like, okay, now we got double lift. We feel really good about this lineup. Let's just randomly trade Dardock. You know, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. I feel like they probably had some decent reason for doing it, especially given that like, you got to imagine they must have tried to get other junglers and weren't able to for whatever reason though again this x smithy bench situation is fascinating to me so i don't know um i was gonna ask demonte have you played much with spica i actually i don't don't think you've been on a team with him right but have you had much experience playing against him or anything he was like on echo fox when i was there at the tail end and i like played some duo queue games with them i mean i think i think for the tsm stuff it just comes down to like roster building i think it makes sense for them to get kind of a jungler that their teammates can all mold what like he will do because they have a lot of a lot of big names on the team and a lot of people who know like exactly how they want to play already and if you keep someone like Dardock, like Dardock has his own way he wants to play too and that could at, at like a base level of, like building a roster that can just be an issue so i think like how i see it is that they just don't think it would work as well with that rather than just having more of a rookie Oh. And then, uh, what about Spica? Like, in your thoughts on oh, on him? Oh. I, I mean, I think Spica was like a in solo queue. He was always like the one v nine carry jungler. But then, 
in TSM, like uh, the gauntlet last year, he they just put him on Jarvan and Sejuani, and then he looked really lost. So it really depends on what they want to do with their jungler. Like if the, if they're just oh, gonna you know what another... they want to do with their jungler. Yeah, it's true. They're just gonna be a Jarvan Sejuani <laughs> bot, man. Poor guy. But uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe they're gonna let him branch off, let him blossom into a butterfly. That seems <laughs> not very TSM esque, but who knows? Maybe who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I think do I, do I think that Dardock is a better jungler than Spica? Then yes, I do. But I just it's difficult shenanigans for me to say. You know, it, let's say Dardock was a pretty negative force on the team. Do you just opt into that for the rest of summer? Probably not. Especially when you're bringing another huge ego onto the team. I know Double how it feels to have a toxic player in your team. So I mean. Yes. Double if wants to, to, to have his comeback and he needs someone who's going to dive bot 24 7. Oh. Well, thanks so much uh, for the call. Anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller? Nope, just love the show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think maybe it's time for us to take a quick break and for me to read this fortune cookie I just got, which says you'll discover new strength in an ongoing battle. Um, I don't know. I, it's actually not. I'm not going to be able to show that to you guys, but it, it does say that. Anyway. And they must be referring to the new Alienware systems that are have recently been announced. New strength in an ongoing battle? Well, I've got several ongoing battles and ac across dozens of different games that I've been playing. And uh, and having that strength is really good. Also, the battles that I have in esports. And uh, the strength of these systems to be able to help me edit and create content is incredible. Head over to Alienware com slash Travis. They made a new code, by the way. They caught on. Some of you guys were, you know, you just memorized the code. Travis 10 off Q2. So if you're having a hard time for whatever reason using the Travis 10 off code, use Travis 10 off Q2 so that you can uh, you can continue to gain access to 10% off of your purchase on Alienware products at Alienware.com slash Travis. But while you're over there, be sure to check out their new M15, M17 their new Area 51M, and their new uh, Auroras. They're all on sale, recently got announced, I think just a couple of weeks ago. And also, they now have uh, their wonderful, one of their monitors in uh, Lunar Light. Multiple of them, but their most recent one now available in Lunar Light, which is the white one that I I like. Uh, let's see, DeMonte's back. DeMonte, welcome back. Oh, we can't hear you. Anyway... Thanks so much to Alienware for sponsoring so much of what we do here. And uh, stay tuned because we're working on some cool projects with them. I can't wait to show you. And hopefully they come to fruition. We're working We're working on it. You okay, DeMonte? DeMonte. What? Sleeping during my sponsor plugs is uh, perhaps not a, a great way to support the content. Maybe you got to put some more energy into your sponsor plugs, man. Hey, thank you so much, Alienware, for sponsoring the show. It's incredible to have a partner like you. Be sure to check out Alienware.com slash Travis. There's a link in the video description. Travis 10 off Q2. That's the code. Use your arms. You gotta get animated. I I don't know how to do that. <clears throat> Alright. Now we gotta kill time while Mark's gone. Uh, how you been? Me? Like What's the name person? of your dog? Enzo. Enzo? Yeah. X Ghostwriter90x says Alienware is overpriced. I think uh, this is a 
a common misconception. Actually, uh, Linus Tech Tips, their team over... Oh, man, they have a new YouTube channel. I forget what it is. begins with an S. They recently did a video on the Aurora uh, desktop, and they found that the price difference between that and building your own was not that different. But you also got peripherals given to you with the desktop, and you also got a warranty, and also everything worked out of the box. So, I don't know. I just, like, I... This is me going off script a little bit. It's not like a talking point for Alienware. I just, like, I see people reply and they're like, wow, you can build the same system for like half the price. But, uh, you know, again, it's not always the case. And and by the way, that was before they used Travis Tanoff Q2 to save 10%. I think it probably would have come in line with it. And the nice thing is these systems manufacturers are often able to get pretty big bulk discounts on products to keep their stuff competitive with building your own. Hey, Mark. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. We were waiting for you, and I think we're ready for the next caller. All right. Well, I'll go get him. Then. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Off oh, Mark boy. Goes. People say stop selling out. Well, this is how we make content. So I don't know what. Oh, it's yeah. Short Circuit, I think is the name of it. Logistics Suite 7 says. Oh, it's Noble. Noble is here. Noble, where are you calling from? Hey, I'm from uh, Montreal, Quebec. From Quebec? Nice. Uh, my buddy Kelby's over there right now. What do you uh, What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, I want to talk about EG uh, being first in summer with if they're going to play Huni actually. If they're going to what? If, if they're going to play Huni, yeah. If they're going to play Huni, sorry, Kobe's yelling in the background. I don't know if people can hear that. Um, how would they play Huni though? Because they've got a limit. Definitely for uh, for Bang, right? Uh, well, I've heard somewhere uh, that maybe uh, he's going to be a resident or something like that, but... Uh, he won't be a resident until next year. Oh, okay, then then they maybe have to switch up or play Kumo. But uh, didn't Brandini left uh, Academy, like their Academy roster top laner left? I mean, the, I don't... Uh, I'm not sure. I think the last I heard he was still there, but if he's not on that Academy roster anymore, I don't know. Yeah, well... It, yeah. It's a golden blue angle. What's that? It's an NA mid laner angle. Uh, well, for top blue. lane. I'm gonna I'm gonna no, close it's... the door so I can actually hear what's being said because Kobe's just screaming. God, what is it with Travis, huh? He always complains about you know he's professionalism, the and then he's he's take he's he's having this show in a zoo while he eats his dinner. Your cat literally is attacking you on the show. Who's who's having the show on the? My zoo? cat. That was the best part of the desperate. show, man. Hey, come here. Come here, buddy. He's desperate for cuddles, okay? And I was denying him that he has every right to attack me for that. And he didn't even attack. He was just trying to jump in my lap, and I raised my arm at the... Oh, fuck. My camera's too loose. I'm going to tighten this bad boy up a little right. bit. Anyway, let's get back onto the topic. So, Noble, here's the problem. I don't... You you want to say EG's going to be first, but it sounds like the roster you wanted to make is not possible. Uh, well, either way, I think they have the uh, the strength to take on C9 uh, in summer. Like, if they put Huni on and they maybe swap another player off and put their academy player, I think uh, maybe they're going to do really well because uh, one of their weak points, in my opinion, in regular season spring was Kumo in the top lane. He didn't perform super well. Just uh, Yeah, but who are you Who are you putting in? I mean, yeah. this is not this is not an arbitrary thing where you can be like, yeah, Kumo wasn't great, so they're going to put an upgrade. And I'm not going to acknowledge that that means that we're argue we're probably making a sacrifice in this other lane so what do, what do you think they should do at least give uh, me the, the roster that's preferred yeah. to you 
Well, I think I think uh, if they play the current roster, if Kumo improved a little bit, uh, they'll have a better chance on taking on C9. Uh, if they want to play Huni, then they can maybe swap uh, Jizuke or maybe another player on the team uh, that is an import. Uh, I think it's bang, bang. Bang, bang, yeah, and uh, maybe try to play more around top lane with Huni being their carry player. But, so, and but again, Jizuke. to Mark's point, like, okay, so you feel like Kumo is not strong enough. Uh, not at the moment. I think okay, Huni's but stronger, don't but... they won't they have that same issue in bot lane or mid lane if they swap for an academy player? Uh, if the academy player uh, performs better than how Kuma would perform in the top lane, I think it would be overall good for EG. I mean, I agree that improving your team <laughs> it makes makes is better for the team, right? Like if you're <laughs> If you're swapping in an upgrade in two slots, you're definitely going to have, um, or if you're overall upgrading your team, you're definitely going to have better. Yeah, chances. I mean, it's not it's not like this one variable equation though. You know, if you take someone out, and like the top laner is better than Kumo, but you took out someone who's really good, like both Bang and Jizuke were. I think they were both second team All Pro or, or like around that level. You know, like you're not going to get that from Gyu, who's also uh, an import. If I remember correctly, um, yeah, it was minor region. So I, I, no, he still counts. Okay, yeah, he's he's an import, uh, and then definitely is I think uh, a, an LCS caliber player, but he's not bang in my opinion. So yeah. like, yeah. yeah, you can say Huni's better than Kumo, but Bang's better than Definitely. So like, and also you need to figure out how this actually plays as a team. They they got a ton of wins last split off Jizuke being the early game playmaking madman while the side lanes were safe for the most part and then Bang became a, a late game powerhouse. Like, yes, you can put Huni in, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the same thing. Demonte, what do you think EG would need to do in order to become a top two top one team? I feel like they could probably just do something similar to last split. They were third place last uh, split, right? Yes. Yes. I feel like I feel like on a different day they could probably beat FlyQuest. So like, I would I don't get them know. top two, but do you think there's any world in which they can compete with EG or with, sorry C9? Maybe next year when like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Noble. I think you're just gonna have a hard time getting the three of us to agree that there's any chance that they can take on C9 and win with their current lineup. Yeah, we'll see in summer in a few days. Yeah. Thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller? Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, one of my friend's birthday today, Lucas. So yeah, shout out to him. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Lucas. Happy birthday, Lucas. How are you doing? All right, real quick, Twitch chat coming at me for not filtering the calls. First off, it's not like it's my only fucking job. I have to respond to people. And when someone says, with Huni, EG can be number one, I assume that means that they're coming in, when I read that, that they understand how import rules work. Why blame me? Why not? Why not be like, hey guys, figure out your own takes before you, you come on? How about that, huh? It is uh, very easy for Twitch chat who are too cowardly to come on the show with their own. Takes yeah, you guys come on here with your take. I'll blast you right off the taking. same way. Let's it's go. A, it's a frequent thing. I why I oughta? We talk. We talk about. I talk about this sometimes on the YouTube comments, but like, people want better takes for the show. Sometimes they don't like the takes that are there. One, I think a lot of times people disagree on. The takes right like some a tsm fan calls in and says tsm can be number one a lot of the tsm fans are probably like that's a great take and then the other fans are like that's a terrible well, take 
And then I understand that the frustration when someone comes on doesn't even understand the rules, so their take completely comes apart the wheels. But at the same time, I don't have time to read everyone's like fucking mountain of text that they want to send. Like I'm not gonna read a paragraph. When when people put paragraphs in, in, in Discord, my eyes glaze over. I like the small little ones that have like, you know, maybe one bullet point. I think Hooney's gonna add an extra element if they do this. You know, and the guy didn't actually understand that he would have to bench someone, so he wasn't prepared to talk about it. whatever. We'll move on to the next caller. Can't help it. It's just how it goes with a live call-in show. Off, off Mark goes to get the next caller right now, actually. Demonte. Hi. What do you and Acadian do for food? For food? We eat a lot of Chipotle. Okay. Mainly. What do you, do you get the burrito or the burrito bowl? I get, okay, so this is the meta. We get one burrito and one burrito bowl, and then you eat one for lunch and one for dinner. Okay. And then you save on the Postmates delivery fee, and then you're also getting, like, pretty nice uh, nutrients for your body. That's what I say about dumpster diving, too, dude. You know, there's no delivery fee. It's right out back. Do you save the bowl or the burrito? Depends if I want my dopamine spike in the lunchtime or the nighttime, you know? So, like, it, it gets switched up. But, like, today, I the got... The burrito gives you the two... dopamine spike? Yeah, yeah, the burrito is definitely way more dopamine, for sure. But, okay. like, today, I went all out, and I got two burritos. Kind of just wanted to live life on the edge. Oh, double the do dopamine. Yeah, double dopamine spike. That's that's dangerous. Mark, are you grabbing uh, For people... Yeah, there are... Oh, wait, he didn't. What the hell? I tried to pull him. He didn't pop in. I was going to say, I'm not salty. This is just how I get when I want to be feisty, and it's fun. And I'm going to be fun. Anyways, here's the next caller. Um, by the way, really quickly, Newt6 says, You and Peter fighting? First time in a while I've not seen him do his first interview with his spring splits parts, or maybe you cooking up an interview in the back. Uh, I'm not fighting with Peter. I'm on good terms with Peter. I requested an interview with Double for TSM from TSM, and they did not give me one. And, uh,. Gave it to another outlet, so I don't. There's nothing I can do there, but that's just the way it went. Wafflefoot is here. Wafflefoot, where yeah. are you calling from? I'm calling from Dallas, Texas. Dal uh, Dallas, Texas. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, yeah, I, uh, mainly a topic for Demonte, uh, but it was about uh, managing your personal brand as a player. Uh, I struck, despite uh, Demonte, you know, no offense, not beat your, you're not a mid, a split winning mid. Uh, Right now, at least you haven't been because you haven't won a split. Uh, but this last split, everybody in the in all the people watching LCS were like, "Oh, they should be put, putting Demonte in instead of bringing in Ica, or they should put in Demonte instead of uh, Crown when Crown was faltering." And I really feel like a lot of that has to do with how Demonte has, uh, whether knowingly or unknowingly worked on his personal brand and been a, more of a community figure doing things like hotline league, uh, being a part of other community content and things like that. So that's my take. Uh, my question is, is how do you go about managing your personal brand or is it even really a thought in your head most of the day, whenever you're playing solo queue and stuff like that? Um, where do I start? Um, I would say, First of all, like you can't actually have a player brand if you're just really bad. So that's kind of where you have to start. Like winning is more important than anything you could say in like almost any like interview. Like there's countless amount of players who don't really have like a big outwards brand or personality, but they win all the time. So then that's that's like their brand. So that that's like the first thing. And then like the second thing I say, like it's pretty it's pretty simple at least for me to relate with people and i think that's like what i 
abused the most because I just I feel like I'm not socially as awkward as a lot of the pro players and I don't know and maybe that's not what you're asking exactly but no like actually it actually is I do agree Mm -hmm. but I mean to Waffle Foot's point Demonte the other thing is like you do a lot more content. Like I know when I ask you to come on a hotline league that there's a good chance you'll say yes. Whereas there are a lot of pro players that just instantly say no. Um, and so I don't know if that's a calculation for you where you're like, I don't know if you're like, wow, I like Travis and Mark so much. So that's why I'm going to do the show. Or if you're thinking to yourself, Oh, this will be good for me. Yeah. I mean, definitely like when it comes to content, it's like really, it's good if you do it because you get more fans, but a lot of the time it's extra work right so you just kind of have to it's just a trade-off like you get less time just doing what you want to do or like doing nothing like just relaxing and then you have to like <laughs> i you're... see you smiling mark <laughs> yes because <laughs> you're, you're dodging the question the question was do you come on here because you see us as a means to an end for for brand building or is it because we're your friends i mean it could be both but i like i'm literally no, no, no. curious no no, no it's only one or the other either he's using us or we're friends I think it's important to have a personality outside of just what you can do in the game because it also gives you backup plans for. Oh, uh, well, you should be a fucking politician, dude, the way you dodge <laughs> these questions. No, I mean, I think I either answer is great for me, right? Because I, I have been somewhat disappointed in the newer crop of LCS pros because I remember in the back um, years ago when we just had a ton of personalities and people that would say interesting things and do really interesting interviews. And uh, it was like a a great time for LCS. And I definitely feel as though the LCS overall has less notable characters in it. And a lot of the people that are still around are just far less interested in streaming, doing content, et cetera, et cetera. I think they just kind of feel like they don't need to, or they've already made it or something. So I don't know. I, mean, I think I think it's good that you are interested in doing this stuff. I think Is there's that... like a a lot of Sorry, snowflakes but... in the scene too. Just like everyone just gets sad if they get anything bad said about them, and it's just like, uh, they, they no one no one wants to keep doing stuff as soon as one person says something bad. So everyone should just not be babies and just do shit. You mean like a Reddit thread or something is about them i mean reddit threads or just like if you say something spicy and then like it like uh ends up being bad for you then someone will just never do it again you live with acadian what how does he feel about his whole like tsm will smurf soon thing and all that shit because that was a a pretty legendary meme was last year yeah i think i talked to him about it he said it was just like he he didn't even mean to make it a meme he was just like he really felt that the team was like super smurf at the time and that no one noticed it but the team themselves and you just typed it in twitch chat being 100 percent serious and it just became a meme i mean our <laughs> like, wrath will be legendary i saw wrath will be swift how dare you oh yeah our swift our wrath will be swift or whatever yeah, that, that feels grandpa. a little meme is it not i think he's i mean he was just going for like the 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 unique angle you know yeah i mean yeah, it's but good. He, he, i love t- that stuff it's so good for the league, but I just I feel like so many people are way more interested I mean, in being diplomatic. Not everything catches on like that either, though. Like, yeah, when you're on TSM, everything you do becomes like 20x because everyone either wants to see you win or lose terribly. But like, it, people on the other teams don't really get that much of a spotlight. Yeah, I mean, to, to return to your point though about like people need to just be able to take some more stuff on the chin. Like, 
Golden Glue and yourself have taken a lot of shit over the years. And it's not like Golden Glue is someone who shies away from public opinion or like when, you know, being confident about himself and stuff like that. And same with, with you. Like, I think that is a good point that people should not be afraid to be confident. And like, you can see that, look, here's Golden Glue. He's been doing it for like six years now and he's still around and people are his fans a lot of the t- because of that like attitude. So I don't think people need to be quite as scared about getting memed for a little bit on, on the internet uh, because you'll always have a chance to change people's opinion. Yeah, that's true. Um, any any yeah, other I think, thoughts? Well, oh, sorry, Mark, go ahead. I was going to the other thing is I do think that there are some pros who are trying to make an effort to, to brand build, but it's just not the same as it was back in the day when it was also new and fresh. Like, I think a lot of the C9 guys are pretty good about it. Like, Niski, for the most part, does a lot of interviews. He's a goofball. Licorice wants to get out there. Demonte's trying to get out there. Um, I just no, think it's, it's a little bit true. harder. It's true. And I, and I don't want to take anything away from those guys. And I think a lot of them do a lot of memeing and silliness and even, even show up sometimes in the, the Twitch chat of this show. But I, uh, I don't know. I think there's a lot of players that just aren't interested. Maybe that's the way it's always going to be. But it does make me yearn for the days. And, man, there are some pro players that are still around that just don't. They used to create great content or be super engaging and i don't know if it's they're just burned out on it or they're too busy focusing on gaming but it's just not not the same as it used to be and i i sometimes miss those days and then i think about how much of a chaos it was and i don't miss it but you get the point yeah i mean it's really hard to juggle both i would say for sure Wafflefoot, any final thoughts before i move on to the next caller uh, no final thoughts on that. Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, it's been a pleasure, like it always is. Uh, shout out to Alienware and to DraftBuff. Uh, shout out to Twitch Prime, which you can sub with right now. Wow. Uh, and last, lastly, wish me luck. I just applied for social media manager for the LC, for Team Liquid's LCS team. So. Well, good luck. Hey, good luck. Hey, I appreciate it. You got it, bro. Yeah. Have a good one. Good night. And immediately we got uh, a Twitch Prime in the sub or in the chat from Demillo. Thank you, Weird Dude Twenty Five, Quiblo, Riri Kiri, MX Fig, Darkstar Natsu, Beast Mode Games, Yuma Street, Anti TP, Gundram, and uh, yeah, thank you everyone for the subs. Twitch chat now trying to find the link for that. He's he's advertising, he's creating competition for himself with shouting that out. I hope I said your name right. It's always just a 50-50, so who knows. Nari is here. Nari, is that how you say Hello. your name? Yeah. Hello. Hello. Uh, where are you calling from? Uh, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Are you, and I, I don't mean to make fun of you, but are you calling from a walkie-talkie? Uh, I just, let me see this is better. It's a, it's a little better. It's just, <laughs> it's not that bad, dude. What no, the hell? no, it's just, it's just a very funny thing because it's. I've never had somebody call in and sound like they're calling in like a radio talk show uh, thing. It's just very funny. Um, what do you, what do you want to talk about on the show? Um, my top, my hot take is that TSM won't be top three. I think they're gonna get fourth. Okay. Well, they got fourth last time, so it, I, I'm not sure if this is super hot. But what makes you feel like they can't make top three? And who do you think is going to be up there instead? It's because I th- they made, like I said, their fourth and fifth last split. And this uh, split, they downgraded their jungler, Dardock, for Academy Speaker. And we've already seen what he's shown from last year. 
Speaker didn't show much, and he sh we've seen him um, play like, like in the last call already, already discussed, they were playing like Jarvis and Sejuani. They're probably like, if they don't change anything, they're gonna keep having him play the same, um, same champions. So it's gonna be like a repeat of last split. Plus, um, I don't think uh, Broken Blade is that good at playing weak side, and Double Lift is going to uh, ask for a lot of resources. And also from the um, from last split's performance. You're placing a ninth place ADC onto a fifth, fourth place team. So I don't see how that, like, how this roster can get, like, definitely not win, but can get even top three. It's going to be really hard. I think number one is going to be Cloud9, number two, TL, uh, and number three is going to be um, a fight between all the other teams besides CLG and 100. And, uh, I mean, CLG and Immortals, who are just going to ninth and tenth. Okay, so one of your points, by the way, was you took a ninth place ADC and put him on this team to try to get top three, but then you you want to put four players, four ninth place players into second place. Um, oh yeah, because I think um, a lot of the problems was because they couldn't work, they didn't have good synergy because the Wolf didn't want to try. That's a huge problem if you don't want to try because you're making a ton of money and a lot of people want your position. And if you don't want to try, you're not motivated. Uh, your whole team is not gonna feel good, and no one's gonna like. I don't think the synergy is good, so that's not good. And also, they brought Jat. I think Jat is a genius. I think he's gonna make the team really good. Okay. All right, let's calm down with the Jat praise. I like some of your other points more, <laughs> especially like the point about uh, Broken Blade playing weak side. Um, I think this is is one of the biggest hurdles that this team probably faces. Is ever since. Broken Blade has come to the LCS. He has um, more or less been one of the key people getting resources in terms of playing carries, uh, playing around him. Not that they hard camp for him or anything like that. And he, he does play Orn. He's a very good Orn. He can play set and stuff like that. I think it can work. Um, but it's about uh, being able to, to do that over and over again. Or you, is it going to be this kind of thing where they're flip-flopping playstyles constantly, which happened last split. Uh, where they were, you know, okay, this is the Bjergsen playing tanks mid shit randomly, and here's this other uh, random ass all early game drafts and things like that. So I, I do have concerns about this team finding their their identity. Um, yeah, I thought the Dardock Broken Blade duo was super good. They should have just let Dardock do their thing, but I think they shackled him like TSM does to junglers. So I don't see uh, unless their problem gets fixed with bringing in Vagar. I'm not sure how they're going to improve. I, I appreciate so much of your takes because I feel like they are just straight from Reddit. Like the, these are so many of like the TSM takes that I've seen um, places before it, memeing on the jungler and all that. Um, I, I think so, Mark, I think we've had somebody call on before to predict whether or not TSM would get top three. And I think the verdict you and I landed on is the league is too weak to confidently say that TSM can't get into top three, even if we agree that perhaps they don't have the most compelling offering starting at, in the summer. Yeah, that was that was basically the take. Uh, Demonte, what do you think about TSM? I want to get your thoughts uh, on them. I think they're gonna have like a really high uh, like starting level, like the. The ceiling or not, or the floor, the skill floor is really high because mm -hmm. they are back to like three of their original players, and I feel like they were like like Bob Frost, uh, 
double if, double if yeah. Pearson, like those three will already have synergy so their skill floor is already good and then i mean it just depends what they do with speaker honestly i think if if they don't let speaker like try to be himself a little bit then the team is not going to be as good as it can be but if they find a way to let speaker be himself then the team is probably going to be really good the jungle meta from what people have been telling me is pretty good for not like hard carry but uh pretty impactful playmaking uh do you think that's still the case or i don't know yeah, it, uh, it, it seems like with like the changes that happened in midseason, that jungle mm -hmm. is like having a lot more impact on the game now from like a carrying aspect. Not even just like they're gonna gank and they're gonna get a lane ahead and that lane will carry. More so that like the jungler actually has a, bit, a way bigger role in the game now throughout the whole like time. So do you think? Did you okay. say top three or no? Sorry, I say you said high skill floor, and it's about if they can actually integrate speaker. Uh, but what do you think will happen? Will they do it? They'll probably be like top four. I don't know. I feel like the fourth, third, second place teams are going to be like all up in there. I think mm -hmm. C9 is probably just going to be the best team again, though. I think that's like the only thing is concrete. I would agree yeah. with that. I would say maybe, okay, since we're starting the split, I think we can make some predictions. And I would say it feels like the race for, and, and no offense to Golden Guardians, Race for second, third is just going to be like what? FlyQuest, EG, TSM. Do we want to put Team Liquid up there yet, Mark? Uh, I think I think it's fair to put Team Liquid in the the mix. Like it just because feels the... like it's going to be this kind of awkward pool up right up until playoffs, and then I just I don't think that we're going to have like a solid. Oh, they, these are like the best teams, which I think will make playoffs really hype. Because it'll be like, um, it'll probably come down to the wire on who's going to make it to Worlds and who isn't, assuming Worlds happens. But I don't know. It's so difficult for me to say right now, like, oh, these are the three teams that'll be really solid going in um, other than other than C9. So I don't know. It's just difficult for me to stand one way or the other on your, on your take now, Ray. Oh, well, it's fine. I think it'll be... Easier to see once the split starts to see how TSM yeah. plays. It's one of those things where third is just about like the acceptable level where it's hard to make a definitive answer. If you were like, they won't be top five, then I'd be like, ooh, I might argue back with you. Or if you're like, they're for sure second or something, but not top three is believable, but also not unbelievable. Okay, it's I thought a lot of people thought TSM would be winning, so... That's why. I think uh, people I think are TSM excited. Fans, TSM and yeah. Double fans, I feel like, are really in belief of that. I think Mark and I don't tend to... We're not really fans, right? So it's easier for us to come to... Th think <laughs> we would like to be doing approach. anything but this show. Yeah. E either way. <laughs> what? <laughs> we're not fans. No, we're, we're, I mean, we look at things with a different perspective uh, than to somebody who's like, TSM, TSM, TSM. You know, like, it's, know, it's a little know, different. Okay, okay. Uh, either way, Naray, any final thoughts before we move on to the next caller? Uh, no, thank you for having me on the show, and I hope G2 wins Worlds. You hope G2 wins Worlds. A big G2 fan. Thanks for the call. Yep, thank you. All I right. suddenly soured on her a lot right at the end there for some reason. Let's let's <laughs> let's, let's take a, a break kind of really quickly. Let's what? A... Yeah. I just you know, said I don't... The callers come in, they're like, oh my god, I get to be on a talk show with Travis Gafford and Mark Zimmerman and ex-guest, and then they just get shit on by both of you guys, and then 
Why did we they, shoot on her? All I said was I don't like G2, basically. And that I don't want to be doing the show. That was making more Travis. And I said and that she sounded like she's on a walkie-talkie. Yeah. All right, you know what? Travis is a jerk. I agree. You, you make yeah, a good they... point, Demonte. I apologize. Demonte has shown me the light. Let's, uh, sure. let's take is a quick it... break, actually, and talk about Draft Buff. This is actually this is a fun moment for us because we, we get to talk about the competition we're doing. Uh, if you type exclamation mark fantasy into the chat, which I know everybody's going to do, it only works when you do it once. Like first, part. You'll see a link. Anyway, you can take a look at... You can sign up and join our Draft Royale for uh, Draft Buff, which we have... Oh, Red Rain is gifting subs. Thank you. We are now part of... I don't know if you noticed, Mark, but there's like hundreds and hundreds of people that have joined this already, I think through the tweets or whatever, but that I put out earlier. But you can now, for this weekend, create a team and go up against Mark and myself and other Hotline League listeners. Uh, and that link is, it'll be in the description of the YouTube video, but it's also Nightbot is, is sharing it right now uh, in, in Twitch chat. And you'll join Travis Gafford's Draft Royale and uh, right now we've got 977 people in it um, with different teams. I'm going to go ahead and pull up my chat. By the way, for those of you that don't know, maybe you missed the previous episodes, Draft, Draft Buff is a fantasy app that's available on iOS and Android where you can play fantasy leagues and these Draft Royales, which are, are you know maybe one week in fantasy or limited fantasies, um, not a full league or full split situation. And let's see if we can pull this up. Something went wrong. There we go. So this is my team that we've got. I'm just going to cover DeMonte because he was pretending to sleep earlier. Uh, this is my team. I drafted Impact, Closer, Niski, Doublelift, Cordia J, and Cloud9. So DeMonte, isn't it cool, by the way, that I have your teammate on here that I drafted them? Okay. He's got the... <sighs> Half of the one of the top three mid jungle two v twos. Yeah, exactly. One of the top three. And then this is where's Mark's? There we go. Mark has Anser, Blabber, Niski, Tactical, Ignar, and Cloud Nine. So the interesting thing about Double Lift is he was super inexpensive because he underperformed so much last split. So you can actually get he's a bargain deal. But you went with Tactical, Mark. So why'd you do that? Tact tactical was twenty five doll hairs. I wanted Blabber Niski. They were many doll hairs. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's my entire reasoning right there. You said you wanted to make fun of my team. Did you disagree with the decision? All of it. What's wrong with it? Every single choice you made. Don't TSM and TL play each other or something? Because it's only for one weekend, Yeah, I right? think it's going to be a really bloody game. I mean, yeah. I feel like you shouldn't be drafting people who play against each other if it's a one-week format. You're guaranteeing points that way. I just want to. You're guaranteed you. points no matter what because they're gonna load into the fucking game. Yeah, but <laughs> I just I just want to beat you, and I feel like this is a way to ensure it because maybe yours is gonna dramatically underperform. Yeah, maybe. You're gonna get last out of all thousand people, Travis. I mean, there's gonna be more than you. A thousand you people will get last. Uh, no, but I actually think it's really cool. A bunch of people have been tweeting their different teams at me based off of that tweet. And 
uh, it's interesting to see people generally. Monte, did you make one? Should I make one? Go make one right now. Do I have to do it on my phone? Yeah. Uh oh yeah, I I use BlueStacks to do it. You can download it on on your phone. Uh oh, I just a lot of yeah. people are picking either double lift or tactical, which I think is is interesting that those seem to be the ones that keep popping up uh, over and over again in these. And and almost everyone picks Cloud9 as their team, which I think is probably a smart decision. But so I don't actually know how I didn't look into the calculations, but like C9 was like barely more expensive. They're like ten more than the next best player. So I was like. Wait, C9's super fucking good. Why wouldn't I just pick them? Uh, but I don't know how the point scoring works for teams if it's different. Uh, yeah, DraftBuff can, can answer that, and they're in Twitch chat right now. Which, by the way, if anybody in Twitch chat has questions about it, you can just at DraftBuff, and they will answer stuff uh, for you. Uh, but either way, I think uh, it'd be really cool to see a ton of people in the Hotline League Draft Royale, and we can discuss it next week to see how everybody did. Um, and if I came out ahead of, of Mark by my guaranteeing point strategy, or if he comes out ahead of me by his probably superior play strategy, <laughs> we'll see how, how things go. Um, but yeah, be sure to check out Draft Buff. Uh, there's a link in the description below. You can do exclamation mark fantasy in the Twitch chat and uh, be sure to join up. Oh, by the way, you can use referral code Travis Gafford. It'll get you some extra points uh, for cosmetic stuff in the in the app if you would like. Thanks so much to DraftBuff for sponsoring it. And I'm actually really excited to see how stuff goes this weekend with, with the opening of this. So thanks. Moving on to the next caller. Where are we at? Okay. Looks like we got three callers left. Demonte, besides uh, ruining my sponsor plugs, which are the whole point of the show, uh, making money for Mark and I, how are you doing? I don't think I'm ruining the show for you and Mark, though. I think I'm just ruining the show for you. Oh, maybe that's true. Popsovich is here. <laughs> Popsovich uh, subscribed. Spencer Neutron subscribed. Jingles Casey. Tom Shu. Obi Pwn Kenobi. Kyle0808. Hey, good to see you. And uh, Rising X Fatality. We got Bubbles is here. Bubbles, wait, you've been on the show before, right? Yeah, you have. I was here last week, yeah. That's what I thought. Okay, where are you calling from again? Parker, Colorado. Parker, Colorado. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so my opinion is that the LCS, the teams rely too heavily on importing talent rather than um, risking it for building up new talent. Um, some examples that I have thought of are like Jensen, Niski, Demonte, or even Bjergsen back in Season 3 when TSM brought him in off of, I think it's Copenhagen Wolves. Um, taking a risk on someone who they thought had talent and building them into what they needed um, versus teams. I really think about like Hooney, Dignitas spending so much money for him to not perform to the level that they figured he would. So I'm a little confused. You said that you think teams don't do like that they spend too much time on imports, but then you mentioned situations where both imports have succeeded and failed. So I feel that while. Jensen, yes, N Jet, Jensen, Niski, and Bjergsen are all imports. When they came over, they weren't huge names. Maybe I should rephrase it that they rely right, heavily on importing big names. We're focusing too much big on names. big name imports rather than on on imports that are rookies. Yeah, it's something that they can build on and that have um that have sh have a lot of potential. Are you a fan of the Ryoma and Ica pickups? 
I don't feel they're terrible for their first split. Um, I was kind of excited when I did see they got picked up, um, but I feel that uh, they're going to need a little bit of time. Like Jensen, I use Jensen as an example, that when he came in, he was on a pretty strong C9 team. However, his showing, especially I think of the first game that he played against Bjergsen, was terrible. Um, but since he's grown now, he's got, I think, what is it, four titles? So... Uh, on the other hand, and by the way, I want to say Jensen was a pretty well-known name uh, whenever he came over, I feel like. so. And Bjergsen kind of was, too. I mean, they were definitely more established than uh, Ryoma and Aika. Uh, but, yeah. DeMonte, what do you think about all these big-name, contract-stealing washed up pros coming from other regions to take our our spots i mean i don't even think it's just players from other regions too i think there's a lot of recycled na talent as well and i think teams should just play the, their academy players instead of like getting the big name players and saying it's for the brand i think that's like really not optimal because i don't think players have a brand when they're just really washed um you why don't you do that sorry sorry you think teams do that? They get these big name players and they do it for brands. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Uh, um, Demonte, can you compile a small list real quick of people that you'd want to out right now as <laughs> as uh, as people? I I think um, it's a fine line that I think sometimes the public wants to be the judge of too readily. Like Poe is a good example of someone um, who came over for the money for all the wrong reasons. He said he liked Europe, and then he left. So European fans hated him, and North American fans hated him because he was like, I want to get to Worlds and win and shit. And they're like, how are you going to do that on Optic? I think that's who he joined first, you know? And now here he is, you know, in the finals at North America uh, and having, yeah, after, you know, some great splits. After CLG fans were like, get this guy out of here, right? Right, oh, wait. yeah. Wait, this, when POE was on CLG? Yeah, people, CL, CLG fans were not... They had no issue with him leaving, and I think he said something like, I brought a lot to that team in an interview with me, and like the CLG subreddit for the however many people are there still, they took pretty big issue with that, and then they finished 10th place. And A lot of people... Yeah, I mean, Sorry, go ahead. That was like the most true statement by POE ever. I think POE <laughs> was like the entire CLG team in the summer split. So like I don't know, PO, POE is like an exception, because that, that guy is so, so damn good. I feel like if you put him on any team... That he's probably going to make that team like top five, top. Well, there's six, other really me. like players that have done a lot. You say he's the exception, but I think of players like Someday and Bang who have come over and really done great things for their teams, right? Yeah, well, I think to to do, the point I was making was that oftentimes people will take a bad split or something, uh, fans in particular, and say that this person just didn't give a shit and they just came for the money or something, even though they. You know, like P the POE example, people thought he was leaving, never cared about winning again, um, and that kind of stuff. So, you know, there are, like, so as things is a, it's a modern example of people who think he's just coming to steal a paycheck, nepotism, all French immortals, and all this stuff that people say. But, like, is it totally outlandish to imagine so as leaving immortals and then going to another North American team and having a great split? That's not out of, out of like, the possibility for me at all. Um, so I think it can be a fine line where fans want to judge them, but I think the overall sentiment still tracks. 
that there are too many recycled players from other regions and stuff like that when there should be more options given to upcoming North American talent as well as talent from other regions. You know, as we talked about with LS in the last episode, there's North American talent who is falling through the cracks. Yeah. I, but I also, we talked about how Academy is a shit system that doesn't do a great job of lifting players up and building them. Well, sure. But I, I think um, you can incentivize that maybe by being better about giving them opportunities. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, uh, and like some of the stuff is on the team end as well about making sure that their coaching staff is actually good about being disciplined. Um uh, even though pro players should as well be do better, you know the the orgs can do that end too. I just think it's kind of a you're screwed either way unless you're winning. If you're winning, everything's great. If you're losing, then why the hell did you pick up these no name players from these other regions, you idiot? And if you're losing and you have stars, and it's like, why did you pick up these washed players from other regions? They're just stars that have, you know, now they're here for a paycheck, you idiot. And if it's just like rookie talent from North America, it's like, why are you wasting the, your time on these players that nobody's ever heard of? Actually give me good players. Well, you're not even trying. You're a joke. You idiot. <laughs> so it's, I, I kind of, I, I, I. So you disagree. Bit, I know. I just, um, I think it's interesting because I think it's really easy to say, well, we keep, recycling these players but it's not always clear where you're supposed to get the players and when you do and they don't do well you get punished so it's, it's kind of like we don't we've not set up a, a system wherein we are willing to let teams experiment we're just like unable to accept anything that they do that isn't leading us to victory i think and i think it, oh. it's created like a sort of perverse system but why are like, all the teams like such snowflakes why do they care what random people say uh, like, because because I think they're it feels really bad if you are running a team it feels really bad to be losing a lot you get pressure from the fans you get pressure from your team owners uh, and investors you get pressure from all these people like nobody seems to ever be willing to accept the like we're in this for the long haul type answer in the LCS um, and I think the fact that like LCS isn't a traditional sports league that's been around for like 40 or 50 years, people think of things as like, I want results now. They're not really willing to think about things in like the 10 year time frame, even five year time frame. And so I think, and, and you see rosters just blow up immediately when things don't go well, right? Like it's not a situation, you rarely see situations where okay, cool, we think these players are all going to be good in, like, two years from now. It's like, if you don't do well, you blow stuff up. CLG's an example. Well, they've had a long-standing thing. But even them, like, they decided they're going to recommit to, like, summer, and we're criticizing them for not making immediate changes, even though they did make changes during spring. So, I don't know. I think it's difficult to... I think it's difficult to find the right answer whenever all of them seem to be the wrong one. I um, I don't know. I think I didn't name any players that I, I have strong opinions about because I don't want to turn it into that. But I, I agree with DeMonte's sentiment a little bit that there's definitely a recycling of some talent that 
like what are you expecting to have changed from what you've last seen of some of these that these? i will agree with that i like 100% like agree I, if, with, if, if I i've watched know. a player for for five years and they've been around the same level for over five years i'm not saying this person doesn't deserve a job or they're not good a person they're not trying hard but like what do you what like if they're just there to pad out a roster i get a, a little bit but that's not like yeah i think someone else deserves a like, shot hey when was the last time this player did anything really notable and had any results and the like i get that but i also just it's difficult to me too when i hear well you should just put new talent in that role yeah but like just look at like look at the guy in the call with us demonte made it to worlds na talent not on a team in spring yeah it's just like that's there's no world that that should be right i mean i agree with that um i will definitely agree with that and i've said that before on the show are you okay demonte you look like you're zoned out no, no, no. I mean, I'm just trying to soak in the call, so I, or the information you guys are saying. Sure. I get that too. People always think I'm, uh, I'm not paying attention when I'm, when I'm actually focused. Well, I mean, this is just like a very, I mean, like this topic, I, I like think about it a decent amount. It's just like, I think if there's players that have been around for a long damn time, and then you look at what it, they have done in the past couple of years, and if none of them have done anything, then I think at that point that team should just take a risk on an academy player. And no, they don't have to put in the whole academy team because if you do that, obviously the team is going to be last place. But like, you have to just be willing to do it and be like, okay, like I I didn't have them enough money to buy a bunch of superstars, so I'm just going to go put in these academy players rather than get in like these older players that might just you know I mean they're, they're they might not even get me to playoffs, but they're just like have a brand or something. That's do you think it's it. difficult, Demonte? Because also building rosters requires buy-in from the players that are on the team. So if you have three veterans and you say hey, three veterans, you know, this player's available, but then you, and you know him and you think he's like solid, but not great, but we're going to try this rookie that no one's ever heard, heard of. It, it's difficult sometimes to get those players to stick around is my understanding. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's a case a hundred percent. And like, I don't think it's always on the teams. I think the teams yeah, are sometimes true. held hostage from by these players that are like, I want my friend to play on this team with us, you know, uh, and I'm not signing unless you hire them. I mean, as much as people meme about like the Golden Guardians roster that was like everyone thought was going to get the one like a while ago. Um, the high one? Yeah. The initial one? Yeah, yeah, that one uh, with like a bunch of young players and shit. Like at least I'm like there was some identity that you could understand about trying to get more young players in the league and stuff like that. And I think if a team like to DeMonte's point is trying to get a bunch of guys together and they realize it's not going to come across in their off season, instead of signing those three veteran players who are going to be cranky when they're in seventh and they don't want you swapping in new players or some shit, then like just sign them from the beginning or something or make it, you know, like, have the hard conversation and stuff like that. I don't know. I, I, I think it's it's possible. I think it's it's always a bummer that that original Golden Guardians roster didn't do well because I think it's funny everybody. So that that was Hanser contracts high, Deathly, and Matt. I want to say. I don't think or it no, was Hanser right no, away. No, Lorlo, Lorlo. Yeah, I think it was Lorlo. No, it was Hanser right because didn't hadn't he just come off a of TSM? No, no it was, it was, it was 2018. They picked up. Monster was still yeah. there in 2018. 
So I think that's a team that it's very funny because now it's really easy in hindsight to look back and be like, well, I mean, obviously that was never going to work out because of X reason, X reason, and X reason. But it's the type of team that I feel like a lot of hotline league callers would want, right? Like, oh, wow, you found like some new rookie talent and you found some players that were underutilized before and you put like a veteran with high who's a shot caller. Like the story they were able to tell, I think was a pretty good one. And oh, look, it's all, you know, lo local NA native talent. And it just fell apart so quickly, you know, and it didn't do well. And and you can look at other things that happened there too. Like supposedly Loco was going to be this coach with lots of experience who was going to teach them. And then that whole fiasco happened and he's gone um, and stuff like that. So like, I don't, I don't hate what Golden Guardians did there, and I appreciate it more than some of the teams who do things where they're just signing talent that it's just like when you look at it, you're pretty sure nothing serious is going to happen. Yeah. Um, Demonte, so. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that type of stuff. I mean, I, I feel like as I listen more, I feel like it's like the, the conversation is really negative, but I do think if you think about it, there's actually been a decent amount of new players that actually have been coming up over the last couple of years. So I don't think it's like all doom and gloom for sure. Who are some of the good players that you're, and I'm not saying I disagree. I'm just curious for, uh, I think like sake. blabber blabber did. I mean, licorice was like, I guess two and a half years ago at this point. And Vulcan Vulcan yourself, I think is yeah, a fair you throw could say me. You could say like, like Johnson. I think Johnson is on the same like track now. I think, mm. Off the top of my head, like who else? Like I, I don't think it's all. I mean, just, that's a decent super list. Super doomed. Yeah, yeah, you can you can like throw maybe players. fake god on there, like depending on how, how much you want to like, what what qual where the cutoff is in terms of skill and air quotes, but like fake god viper, yeah, uh, some guys like that. And I think like the way that a lot of these players came up was that they got put on a team with a bunch of veterans, and I think that's how it should be. Just like, I think a team if they want to have a new player, they can't just put in a bunch of a bunch of new players or like a bunch of old players they just have to like throw one new guy in with like a bunch of experienced guys and then hopefully he'll be able to get like raised up from that yeah i just think it's tough because and i i feel a little bit for the gms because we are just so brutal to the people that take risks on players that they think are underutilized or are upcoming talent you know like people love to meme on rayoma and it's like well what, that feels like you know, the, an example of, hey, we found a talented person in a region people might not scout and brought him over. And Yeah, but 100, 100 Thieves like, really stuck by Ryoma's side, and I think the entire sentiment of on Ryoma is changing. Yeah, like, no, I, I think, think that's everyone, good. But yeah. I, don't, I don't, do you feel like, and I, by the way, I'm not saying that this is the way it should be. I just worry because I do feel like the general League of Legends community or audience loves to meme on him and not say like sure there are some people that are gonna but it's just sort of like oh ryoma lol yeah i mean i i had to i i saw all these tweets all the time like especially in the spring split because i was in in all these tags by all these random people they just like flame everyone like, like there's always going to be people saying bad shit <laughs> no matter what anyone does and i don't know just i just really deal think with it, papa smithy has the correct attitude he's just he just dealt with it and then yeah it's like changing i think i think your point about don't be a snowflake thing obviously yeah, applies That's to like, papa smithy he, he just was like this is what yeah. we're doing and like i'm gonna sit and listen and try and like 
learn as odd because it's my first split in the job or whatnot, you know, and he was just confident about what he was doing. And he gave yeah. honest answers too. He wasn't like Ryoma's the answer. I believe in Ryoma, you know, like, you know, some kind of grandstanding, like no offense. I like Steve a lot, but that he did a little bit with golden glue and then, you know, lost faith in it quickly. Um, and I, the one thing I'll throw in about the whole, like not having a team of young players I do like there's something that does I've noticed in other regions is like you have that team that comes up out of nowhere a little bit, fully young, hot talent, you know, like, ooh, it's it's a uh, Griffin. It's it's um, holy shit. I'm blanking on the other team that just did it last split. What region? Or, anyway, just LTK. Fuck. Whatever. My point is that there's a uh, yeah, damn one. Excuse me. Sandbox. You know, there's Mad Lions. There's, there's these teams all over the place that have like great splits that are full of relatively young, untested talent with maybe instead of like instead of being three veterans and two rookies, it's more like four rookies and one veteran or something like that. Um, and it happens in multiple leagues where they are either top of the standings or at least uh, competing relatively well. And I feel like we haven't had that in North America. Um in forever i can't think of like the last kind of like pop up out of nowhere like a lot of good hot young solo queue talent slammed together and it makes a, a a good a good roster c9 doesn't count c9 was the second best team in the league last split and upgraded with some of their players that they had already experienced like a ton of experience sven's not a rookie niski's not a rookie licorice oh old c9 Mark, okay old c9 yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitch old... Chat, by the way for those that are yeah confused. sorry uh, Old Papa C9 Smithy is fair. Yeah. in the Twitch chat, by the way, we were just talking about him. He's always listening. Uh, if you believe in a young player, trust the reasons you had for playing them. Give the player every resource to succeed. And if at the end of the day you don't perform, or I assume it, they, he means your team doesn't perform, it's on your scouting and develop, not development, not the player. So I think that's a, a wise way of looking at it. So, I mean, in that situation, he's willing to take the team. He thinks that the team should take a lot of the blame whenever... The, the player doesn't work out, and it's perhaps the player that doesn't deserve as much of the flame. I think it's a smart way of thinking about it. Dude, Papa Smithy takes the the blow for his players, man. That's that's good shit. Bubbles, any final thoughts before we move on to the next caller? No, I think that was it. Thanks so much for the call. Perfect, thank you guys. Yeah. Alright, two more callers to go. Thank you to Red Rain Final Fantasy fourteen for gifting ten more subs. Wild so much recently uh fugs five meddling kids will open two uh danny zang 0304 rising fatality and then saya is here and saya welcome back our our resident Lightquest fan uh where, remind me where you're calling from berlin game california what do you want to talk about on the show uh, i had a question for demonte um it was how did you feel when dignitas went for a new roster right after you guys had a pretty like a uh, good performance in uh, i think it was worlds yeah worlds uh, worlds and the split before when you were uh facing tl in the semifinals how did i feel um i was pretty shocked i would say i didn't expect it at all i just thought that like going into the 2020 season i'd be on the dignitas starting roster and then it just didn't happen and i mean i just dealt with it i just put my head down and just played more it's like it sucked, but then I had to get over it if I wanted to continue my career. You're not on that team anymore, and I'm not going to ask you to flame them. But like, 
I feel like so many people during off season and during all the roster stuff, they're like, what? You made it to Worlds and you are blowing this team up so much and doing all this crazy stuff with it. And it didn't make a lot of sense. And now looking at the results of that team in spring and looking at how messy it looks going into summer, it's hard not to look back and continue to wonder what the hell happened there. So do you, as a player, just feel like the wrong decisions were made? I mean, even separating yourself out from it? Um, you want me to repeat it? Were you not paying attention? No, I mean, I was. you're just saying like if, if it's the wrong decision or not, but like obviously they didn't go in making those decisions into the 2020 roster saying, oh, this roster is going to be worse than the other roster. Like, I doubt any team is going to do that. Like, they, no, I know, but they, like, it's just, it, it's, it's one of the situations where the outsiders are like, this seems really bad. Why are they doing this? They must have some idea. And then it comes through and it's like, yeah, it was really bad. Why did they mess up a world's caliber caliber roster so much? I, I don't know. It's like for, for me, I didn't, I don't know any of the insider information, even though I was on Dignitas and I, all I can do is assume what happened. And if I'm being hundred percent honest, it's not anything I really want to say publicly. So like, that's I fine. just, just I like I, I personally think, yeah, yeah, I think they made wrong decisions. Yeah. Um. I, so like from the outside looking in, the, I think what a lot of people saw was like, okay, a team with some hot young talent with Vulcan and yourself doing pretty well. You know, this mix of veteran and, and new talent, like you're you're talking about Cody Sun as well. All the 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 young talent is what left, and Lyra, and then. You built around just Hooney, I think, is what a lot of people saw, which is why it seemed seemed kind of yeah. crazy. Um, and then as well, you know, we were like, okay, this seems kind of weird. And then to have it fail, which some people were predicting, and then to see the whole roster blow up again, heading into summer, makes it feel like there was a, a you know, for a lot of us, like a lack of long term planning. Um, when it's like, well, you could have just had you know good young talent for the most part, and I think that's that's what shocks. Uh, myself, when I when I look at that Dignitas roster, is like I'm fine with the idea of like Clutch. Clutch last year, heading into 2019, was like, hey, we're gonna have a, a high volatility roster. I think they called it when when they push you guys together, where it's like Piglet in the bot lane, Hooney in the top lane. Like, who knows if this is gonna work? Oh, it's yeah, gonna be crazy. The, it's either gonna blow up or blow everyone else else up roster. Yeah, and and they were transparent kind of Did about what happened. Dardock on that team at the time too mm, i don't know they probably so. didn't have dardock and piglet on it at the same time right well who was it was just it was still lira and vulcan right demonte because oh, yeah. you you were there for spring yeah 2019 spring right yeah it, no it was yeah. it was it was huni lira piglet Huni, and vulcan the vulcan yeah yeah and like that was a roster where like people they were transparent this is like a, a bit of an experiment it's high volatility didn't work changed some pieces around to remove some of the volatility and hey, it became a functioning roster. And like, I can track the line of logic that the GM is going for there. This is one of those times where like, I, I can't, I can't track, you know, like what was the plan and what's the new plan and this kind of stuff. Um, and that's why I think it feels really bad for a lot of us and uh, people sympathize. Yeah, I think it's just, I, I'm trying to think if there's been a time where I've been so disappointed in three 
LCS teams, like 30% of the league right now I find really disappointing, which is CLG, Dignitas, and Immortals. Um, and I, I don't even necessarily mean with their players, I just think their organizations are pretty disappointing to me, and a lot of the decisions they're making don't seem to have much logic or reasoning behind them, and I don't think that they've done a great job of, in any of those cases, communicating to the audience why they're making those decisions and making people feel confident in them, right? It's, it's one thing when Golden Guardians is like, we're trying this out with like the five NA players and like that at least feels like a strategy. To Mark's point, it feels like these teams are just kind of spinning the wheel and seeing what comes up. And there's not, there's not too much context that's provided to help you understand if there is some sort of philosophy there. So, And some of these teams don't even actually have that philosophy when they're kind of making it. And it's just like a narrative that they spin up. And even that's more satisfying to me. Yeah. I've known, I've known there's a couple teams who we've talked about their strategy in hindsight, which wasn't really it in the moment. Um, but like, I'd still rather be able to contextualize it in some way yeah. that like give, these give teams don't even feel reason, like they're trying to do. Yeah. Give me some reason why people should feel interested in your roster. If it's just kind of like, eh, look who we saw. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. All right. I think that might be it. Any final thoughts in Saya? Uh, I mean, Mark pretty much talked about what I was thought of just after DeMonte finished. I guess the only thing I would also have left is, um, I was kind of surprised they still let go of Lyra, even after all that. I thought he was actually pretty consistent and works for Dig, but I guess it just kind of circles back to the same point of how they just kind of blew up the roster and nobody really knew why. So, no, nah, I think that's all I have. Yeah. Well, thank you for the interview. Thank you for the <laughs> call. I was thinking about... <laughs> So the reason I said that was because uh, I did an interview with, I, I talked about this, I think at the start of the show, I did the interview with Soaz where he's like, I can't say what's happening with the mortals or who we're playing or what's going on, or even if I'm playing. And I did a similar interview with Froggen where he couldn't tell me if he's playing on Dignitas or what they're doing. And, uh, and I, maybe I'll play these interviews after, but I, on stream, but I, um, it's just, it's the, also the first time where like, I, it's media day. Media day normally happens a couple weeks before the start of the split. Media day is actually happening like two to three days before the start of the split. And these, I'm interviewing players and they can't tell me if they're going to be on the main roster or not. And it's just like, it's never happened this way before. It just feels really weird to uh, understand what's going on. Demonte, I saw when Acadian was talking about Dardock joining Dignitas, he said the team's going to do like split scrims to find their best 10-man roster. What yeah. do you think about, have you been in one of those situations before? And what has it been like, um, you know, for people when it's like, okay, we don't know who's starting heading into the split. And it's like this 10-man roster that almost never actually is a 10-man roster, you know? I was on the 10-man roster on Echo Fox in, like, 2018, I think, 2019, whatever whatever the EF10 was. And, like, mm -hmm. I mean, you, usually they will decide who's starting, like, a week before at least. So, like, I'm assuming by now Dignitas must, or not, yeah, Dignitas must know who's starting on their roster for week one. And Immortals must know, too, because if they haven't chosen by now, I think they're just wasting a lot of their time. But, like, it, it, it's, it's a bit weird because... You just go week by week, not really knowing what to do, and then a huge issue comes about where it doesn't feel like you actually have one team where you're just working with four other players. You just have like 
a bunch of different teams and it's like you have to build a synergy with so many different players i don't think it's like optimal i think yeah. if you're gonna run something like that like six man seven minute roster is like probably the max and then those those two players who are like going interchange like that are interchangeable they have to be definitely certain like like uh people that actually were are like willing to do that or else it might just not work either hey inside thank you for the call uh and and the interview apparently have a good one <laughs> thanks you too Right, we got one last caller to go. Mark's off to grab him. Thank you to Popsuvich, uh, Spencer Neutron, Jingles KC, Jilly McBeam for the, the subs. Really generous. A lot of people subbing tonight. Uh, Dill Wavis, is that your name? Yep. Dill Wavis, where are you calling from? Miami, Florida. And you've called in uh, before. Yes. Many times. I don't know why. Dill Wavis to me just sounds like one of those names that's trying to trick you into saying something. Yes. I'm sorry. It's just my names with the name? initial switch. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, yeah, my but it just—it's just—I don't know. It's—it's it's like you know, it's like, like it feels feels like Mike <laughs> Hawk, you know, like that kind of name. Or bend oh. over. <laughs> yeah. Great. Really mature, everyone. Uh, Dale, <laughs> I'm just—I do don't know. Dale, what do you want to say on the, or what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, I want to talk about how not a single LCS team is prepared for international play, and I think we'll be blown out of the water again. In worlds have you i feel like we are only this is just going to come down to a conversation about cloud nine let's just let's just bring this down to the lowest common denominator which is cloud nine <laughs> which is what we're just going to talk about anyway whoa we have demonte here whoa. is golden guardians prepared for worlds demonte yeah we're currently scrimming in order to be ready to play t top esports so Great. wow <laughs> fantastic I mean, Demonte's no here. He's he's in North America. He can say, "Yeah, I think this region is currently weaker or stronger than it's been in the past." We got blown out in the past, Dill. So it's maybe not the, the strongest take, but at least he can say the relative strength of the region compared to what it what sure. it has been. Let's in the have past. that conversation, and then we can have the real conversation. Go ahead, Mark. Lead this part of it. I just did, Demonte. What do you think about NA's current uh, relative level? Not hold like ignoring C9 for a second. What about the rest of it? <laughs> I, without C9. It might as well be a wildcard region, honestly. <laughs> but have like you always Nick. felt that way, or is it especially bad this this year? I mean, I, since I got to kind of spectate the spring split, like I, it felt like spring split was just extraordinarily bad. But I don't know if it was just because I was spectating and not like in the middle of it or what. But spring split definitely looked kind of terrible. Weren't you guys on on you know Dig Academy getting some scrims versus LCS teams? I assume you you probably were, I mean, right? We scrimmed like. CLG like twice. That's, that's oh, that's it. it. Yeah, it's kind of surprising. Uh, yeah, there, there weren't many academy streams teaming. How did those CLG games? There weren't many. I don't know. I think we went even. It was just like whatever scrims. Okay. So maybe it's been a little bit worse in spring, but it's hard to know a little bit. I think uh, for a lot of people, it looked worse. Um, I think anytime. TS or TL, which is like your former number one team, is just shitting the bed. It's hard to feel confident that, like, oh yeah, this is how our region's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I definitely agree, but I, I'm not sure that's necessarily going to forecast summer quite as well. Um, okay, can we have the real discussion now? Yeah, I'm, that's what the forecasting summer <laughs> hey, transition so was. Uh, is C9. Would, would they actually stand up to teams internationally? I feel like we've talked about this before, too, but... Um, I don't know. Pretty I think they could. I don't... Why, why, Dill, why makes you so confident that C9 is not prepared for international competition? 
Um, I want to go with Spring Finals made me a little shaky, I want to say, with Cloud9 because Cloud9 in, I want to say it was Game 1 and Game 3, didn't seem as dominant as they did the whole season, where it seemed like one or two team fights turned that whole, uh, at least that game around. And then also after watching, what was it, like the mid-cup invitational between LPL and LCK, it just seems like the skill gap between that and what the NA is, is just astronomical. Like I really just see the LPL, like top esports, FPX, like Dam Wong, SKT, Genji, just all seem head and shoulders over what Cloud9 is right now. Uh, I mean, I think the gap has always been there. That's why it's called the gap. Yeah. Um, hey, the gap but... closed for a while. Mm. Eh. I think I it think... was just an illusion. Other, other, I'll, I'll take other teams' words over my own. Um, mm -hmm. Other international teams have been interested in C9 and think they look mm -hmm. good. So, like, I will defer to them, people who that would be playing C9, mm -hmm. that they think they're good. Now, whether good means, you know, that they're pushing for finals or some shit, who knows? But mm -hmm. at the very least, competitive, most yeah. likely, with other teams. Yeah, so I don't think the take that they we get smashed, which is, I think, what you were saying, is well, one I'm that I would I'm saying, like, I don't think us getting out getting out of groups like i can see us pulling a game here and there depending on what the minor regions are in that said group but I mean, that, I, it just becomes yeah it becomes so difficult because what's the group yeah right like exactly do we have a finalist in it and a quarter finalist in it or sorry a semi-finalist in it or do we have like i don't know it's, it's just difficult i think c9 i think c9 would show up and i don't know if they'd make it to the finals or anything like that but i definitely don't think that c9 would get stomped do i think any of these other teams would look great no I think I think C9 would be our only hope. Sad that it didn't happen. Who do you think are the best candidates? C9 yourself, and then is it TL or TSM or EG? Who's who's the third best candidate for Worlds? Probably EG, I would say. Just because I feel like they're not. I mean, they're just like willing to make a bunch of crazy plays all the time. I feel like that's how the meta has like been forming over the last couple of years. Just like watching LPL and LEC in particular get better and do more stuff internationally too they just are more willing to make crazy plays and that's how egr too well phil thanks so much for the call anything you want to say before we move on to the end of the show no thank you for having me thanks for uh calling in all right i think uh i i have slight faith that north america can level up from spring split um that's not saying very much because we still rarely get no one but C9 ever gets out of groups, <laughs> so it's not like saying anything. But I don't think there there'll be a good reason to be more pessimistic than normal, um, even though spring was a bit of a shit show, which, which everyone thinks. I think NA is gonna get slammed. <laughs> we always get slammed though, pretty much. I guess that's not. So I'll I'll stop shitting on North America completely here. Like we've been three three and in tiebreakers and shit like that with with European teams. It that's bad that yeah, we're not Cloud getting out. Made it to semis not too long ago and, and you know we beat finals. ig yeah 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 so like i don't i don't want to just completely shit on us all the time um but we are definitely the weakest of the four regions and i don't think that's changing this this year unless c9 does some insane shit so like i don't i don't feel particularly more negative this split than i have in the past 
Doesn't NA get like only three seeds and then the other three regions get four? It's only China and I think maybe LEC? Europe does too. LEC does. does. Too? Yeah, I don't think LCK oh, does. Oh yeah, LEC does. Yeah. Three gets three. All right, Mark. Korea sucks, dude. What do you want to shout out? Um, do you ever figure out what it was that you wanted to say on the show? No. The dive was out. We'll be doing another dive this week is the plan. Check out that great podcast. One of the, one of the best ones in the scene. Uh, shout out to DeMonte. Because he's cool. DeMonte, what do you want to shout out or plug? <laughs> shout out to Mark Zimmerman because he's cool. That's good Shout point. out to uh, Travis Gafford for having me on this great show that I love to be a part of for the last two hours of my life. <laughs> Is there any question you wish like that you came in ready to answer? I feel like we should make this a staple. Like, Is there something the fans didn't get to that you wanted to talk about? We didn't really talk about Golden Guardians too much. Um... I mean, the, the problem with talking about the Golden Guardian stuff is I've, I've only been screaming been with them for like, like a week days, and a half. Yeah, yeah like a week, yeah. week and a half. So, like, I don't even know how good we're going to be. I I mean, we, we, we do really well in scrims right now. So, like, who knows what that means? So, if there's anything I really want to say, just, like, I guess the overwrite... I said it, like, three or four times. Just, like, I think everyone in on the internet and in esports are just snowflakes. And just everyone <laughs> should stop. I just keep saying that, but... I feel like that's what I realized over the last like six months of me being in academy and like watching from like over the shoulder. That's all. Well, uh, thanks everyone for <laughs> hanging out, watching the show. Thanks to Damante for coming on. Thanks to Alienware and Draft Buff. Be sure to join once more the the Draft Royale and see if you can out if you can if you can best Mark and I with our our lineups. And uh, we'll see you guys on the other side of. LCS in episode 126, I think.